And he giving us a weapon that is more powerful than any weapon in the universe. He giving us the word of God so that we can always have victory if we trust in the word of God. We thank God once again for everything that had happened this fall. And we give all praise to God for the movement of his Holy Spirit. Because without the Holy Spirit, God the Father, God the Son, dwelling in the Holy Spirit, I don't know about you, but I don't know where I'll be this day. But because of the Word of God, possess the Holy Ghost, supernatural power, and the God's Spirit and His Son's Spirit, I can use the Word. And I can always have victory in every situation. Not is here and there. God created us and given us a weapon to use to have the victory. Well, today we're teaching on the power of the word. The power of the word. The power of the word of God is more powerful than any power in the universe. No power on earth can withstand the power of the word. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 says, the word of God is alive and it's powerful. It's living and it's powerful. John 6, 63, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. I want you to get this in your spirit of your mind. The word of God is not just an ordinary words. The word of God possesses the very spirit of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. He said they're alive. They're not a dead words. When you speak the word of God in faith into a situation, what are you doing? You are speaking God Almighty Himself. Yes, Lord. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost into that situation. And there's not a situation, not a problem, not a circumstance, not an impossible situation can withstand the power of God's word. Nothing on earth can compete with God's word. The words of God is the most powerful words in the universe. And God has given us, his church, the privilege and the opportunity to use his word. And he given us, oh He given us every weapon that we need to live a victorious life. Whatever weapon that we need, whatever the devil is doing, there's a weapon yes, Lord. that can stop him. There's nothing that he can spit out of hell that I cannot look in my 
victorious church. Mm-hmm. Right. We are a church that was born to overcome. Amen. We was not born to be defeated. Amen. We was born to conquer life. The Bible says, but thanks be unto God, Adriana. God promised that he would always give me the victory in every situation. So why should I worry about the problem? Why should I be concerned about the problem? I have the victory. Victory is mine for the asking, for the claiming. What God had done for us at Calvary, he made a way so that you and I can have victory over every situation. God never planned for me to struggle and go through problems. Yes, I have problems, but God said the problem should never have you. All right. Because I've given you a weapon to use for every problem that will confront you. Yeah. If you use the problem, the word. Some <laughs> say, if you let him, he'll work it out. Amen. If you let him. So why do you try to figure it out when God has already worked it out? God has already worked it out, Dr. Betty. Read your Bible. Amen. Read your Bible. Oh, the sound is gone. Read your Bible. It has already been worked out. Whatever problem you have, read the Bible. Your answer is in the Bible. Your answer is not in what you think, what you feel, what you see, bubble juices, whatever. Your answer is in the Bible. The word. That's what God said. Jesus said, we should live by it. He said, you want to live? You're going to have to live by the word. He said, not one word, not the word that you like. He said, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Live by it. We was created to live by the word. We was not created to live by what we think, what we feel, what somebody else thinks. No, we was created to shut God, to live by the word of God. He is our father, and he's given us special instruction how to overcome every situation. Impossible situation, he said, just remember, it might be out of your reach, but read your Bible. All things are possible with God. So why should I get upset when impossible situations confront me? All I need to do is go to the Bible and get the answer. What did God say about this impossible situation? God said to me, Dr. Betty, if you keep your head up high and trust in me, and always remember that it's nothing too hard for God. Yes, it's too hard for you. I cannot figure it out. He said, I didn't ask you to figure it out. I just asked you to read the word and believe the word because all things, not some of the things, he said all Things are possible with God. Not with you, not with Bubba, not with anybody else. You notice he said with God. He did not say apart from God and what you think and what you feel and ask 10 people what did they think. He said, but with God, nothing shall be impossible. This situation is not out of my reach with God. Out of my reach, but with God, all things are possible. Yes. <laughs> the word of God would never lose its power. Amen. Would never. It don't care how often you use the word, it is just a powerful 
today as it were years ago. You cannot use up the word. You know, you say, you're saying the same word over and over. Yeah, but I cannot use it up. Because it, it, it never ceases. His power never ceases. And the word will never die. Because the word of God is a spirit. Spirit never dies. It lives forever. The Bible said in 1 Peter, I can't put it in. He said, for the word of God endures forever. He said, my word never changes. It will always be the same. His word. Shield foundation. Nothing, again, on earth can withstand the power of God's word. No word on earth can stand or change. You might change it. But in heaven, in the spirit world, the word has not changed. Man might change it to make it say what you want it to say. But the Bible said that God's word is forever established in heaven. Since there's no changing, God will not come down and take a, oh, I should have put this in there. No, no, he's God, Yosha. He is God. The Bible said in the beginning was who? God, nobody else. We didn't begin in absolutely nothing. He said before life began, before there ever was a time, before there ever was a day, there was God. Amen, hallelujah. He said in, what else? And the word was no, he said people was with him. He said, and the word was with him. And the word was God. They all dwell together. You will never, ever catch God walking by himself without the word. <laughs> My Lord, because he is the word. Yes. God, the Holy Spirit, God, the Son, and God, the three would always run together. They, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Wherever God go, God the Father, God the Son, go. Whenever Jesus go, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost go. Wherever the Holy Ghost go, God the Father, God the Son, go. You cannot separate the three. So when you speak God's word, there's not this ordinary word. The word of God possesses the very life and spirit and power of God. No problem, if you can believe that. No problem can withstand the word of God. No problem can change the word, the power of God's word. So we just can't believe it. You just can't believe it. When a situation comes, you said, I am just going to speak God's word. I'm going to thank God for manifesting his word. Because God's word is more powerful than this situation. God's word is more awesome than this situation. situation. God's word is full of life. What do you want in a dead problem? You want life. You want life. So speak life. Speak the word, not the problem. Speak the answer. The answers, God has given us so much, it almost should be a sin to walk, to be defeated. All what God done for us, for Calvary, all what he went through to give us the victory, it all oh, really, it should be a sin when we allow 
our mind and what we think and what we feel and what the devil tells us defeat us. And all the time you have the power dwelling in you, exceeding power, power above every situation. Your body is the temple of the Spirit of God. My God, who can defeat the temple of God if you just realize that your body is housing around the power that the, that Isaiah and the prophet of old wish they could house around. But we have been given the opportunity, the privilege to house around God Almighty himself. God Almighty himself, not a duplicated God, but the real God dwelling in each one of us. He living us, he walking us, he promised to be with us. He promised not to never leave us. We appreciate it all, Father. Hallelujah. He shall come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. He promised me, promised you and I, that I would never, never leave you again. I would send a comforter back here. And that I'm going to manifest myself in this comforter. And the comforter is going to be called the Holy Ghost. And when he comes, he's going to indwell with you. Make a way for me to come in and live in you. To walk in you. He said, I will be your God. And you shall be my people. Child, you know who we are. Not only the temple of God, we are the people of God Almighty Himself. He said, Come out from among them, says He the Lord, and I will receive you unto myself. And I will be your Father, and I will walk in you, I will talk in you, and you, you, you shall be my sons and my daughters, said the Lord of hosts. He made this covenant. We didn't ask him, him, not them. They didn't come to him, uh, Captain Wilson, say, God, I know you're so awesome. Yeah. I know you're so powerful. I know you're always mindful of your people. I know you will always help us. I read in the Old Testament, you brought your people out of Egypt. Whatever it took, whatever you had to do, you brought them out. You promised that you would bring them out. No man can stop the promise of God. You brought them out. You brought them out. God, I read about this. But God, uh, is it asking too much for you to come live in me? Yes, oh, hallelujah. Because God, knowing who you are, and I've read a lot of your account in the Old Testament, how you would move mountains for your people, that you would always there to help your people. I read about you. I read about when they had their back up against the wall, that you part of the Red Sea. I read about you. And your people went through on dry land. And you drowned their enemy. I read about you. I read about when they had a need. You would always meet that need. I read about you. When they were sick. 
You had a remedy to heal them. You did. You put a serpent up on the pole and said when they walk past and look at it, they'll be healed. But God, we're in the New Testament. And if they had to look at something to be healed, now you dwelling in me. I don't have to look at anything. Your spirit. Your Your spirit dwells in me. What are you saying, Dr. Betty? I'm saying all the healing that you would ever need dwells in you. How can God dwell in you but that all of God? How much? How can my temple be called the temple of God but that all of that dwells in the temple dwelling in me? How can my temple be called the temple of the Holy Ghost? When the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost is not dwelling in me. How can I have the Holy Ghost and not have his power? Mm -hmm. The same power that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in us. And he's telling me that. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. The supernatural power that, that raised Jesus from the dead. The death could not hold him. When God didn't want death to hold him. That the power of the Holy Ghost raised him from the dead. And you're going to tell me that the same power that raised up Jesus from the dead. You tell me. You tell me that that same power dwell in me. Can I experience this power? I know it now. I, I, I know it, but I want to go. I want to. I want to experience it. I want to see the manifestation of it. I want to see. It. I know all these things, God. You said in your word that whatsoever I ask the Father in Jesus' name, you promised that you would do it. So I bid you today, ask the Father in Jesus' name. And do not quit, do not give up, do not cave in. Yeah. And say, God, you promised me that if I asked anything, you didn't put no limit on what I asked, but I know not to ask stupid stuff. You said if I asked anything according to your word, my God, you said that you would do it. Not only that, God, you said in your Bible that all the promises of God, you have already sealed them with your yes and amen. So be it. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's not a promise in the Bible to have no. First, Second Corinthians one and verse twenty said, "For all the promise of God in Him have the yes. In Him they are sealed with this amen." It didn't say some of the promise have a nose. He said no. He said all. Stay with that. Whatever promise you read, read your Bible so you'll know what and talk to God. God wants us to talk to Him. About what he promised. He wants us to tell us. God you promised me. That your word that go forth from your mouth. You promised me that it would never lose its power. It would never return until you void. Why God? God is his word. How can God be void? God and his word are one. How can it? It's impossible for God to return back to himself void of his own power. No demon, no problem, no situation, 
no impossible situation, no hopeless situation can withstand the power of God. Don't get so down on yourself because you have a problem. That problem is there, is there to give you an opportunity to see the power of God. How do you would ever know that God is all of that if you never had a problem? I'm just, just talking, you just know it. But how will you would know that it really would work if you never tried it? Stop trying to solve your impossible situation. Give God a chance. Stand still and what? You said You said it, brother. Stand still. What do you mean? God said, stop moving around and trying to figure it out yourself and, and asking everybody their opinion. And oh, you don't need but one opinion. It's the opinion that the Word of God said for you to have. Oh, you be trust me. I'm going to ask her and see what she thinks. No. Because <laughs> she, she tells her what she thinks, and you're not going to believe her. You have to ask someone else, and they get going on and on and on. Who report? Will you Do you believe? Hey, Lord Do you God. believe your report off the Lord or do you believe what your friend had to say? Well, I know you say, I believe the report off the Lord. Then, when it's time to act on it, act on it since you believe it. Talk is cheap. I don't know about cheap, but talk can get you killed. The wrong words can get you killed. So we that's the old saying, cheap, not for banging up. New Testament talk, not cheap. The wrong words to get you killed. <laughs> right? Words, that's how important words, that's the power that words possess. Natural words have power. Natural words have power, but natural words cannot overpower spiritual words. Because you know natural words. Oh. Uh, <laughs> You know, you call a person a name. The power of that name affects you in such a way that you want to fight. And you say, come on, you want peace with me? Amen. <laughs> what? What just happened? He said some words. He spoke the wrong words to you. If he didn't say kind words, you wouldn't have never said, come on, you want peace with me? You'd have smiled. Thank you. But the wrong words, you know, the power in natural words can change your life. How much more can spiritual words change us? David said, you know, I, I got tired of sinning. David wasn't a holy man. Read your Bible. He, you know, just like we are not holy, but we can say a lot of nice things about God. David said, when I got tired of sinning, you know what stopped David? He had to hide the word. In his heart. He said, Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not continue sinning against you. So you want to stop sinning? Hide the word that tell you to live holy. Don't hide the word that tell you you gotta get a million dollars. Okay for that. But hide the word that's gonna change your nasty attitude. Hide some of that in this and change your mind from being critical of everybody. Always want to talk bad about people. Never have nothing good to say about people. Always fault and fault fighting on people. Why don't you hide that in your heart? For you can stop displeasing God with your life. Come on, what? 
we want to hide what well, if I ask the Lord in Jesus' name. I asked him for a car. He said he'd give it to me. God said, why don't you ask me to clean up your nasty attitude sometime? Stop judging people all the time. You won't even judge yourself. You have no problem in the person you judge. Oh my God. But yet you so busy judging, you can't even see yourself. That's why the Bible said, you hypocrite. Why don't you examine yourself sometime? You always examine somebody. Come here, brother, give you examination today. Come here, you line up. <laughs> I'm so sick, I need to keep, no, but I know I, I want to examine you. Because when I examine you and find a problem in you, it makes me feel good. Because we got different problems. That's because you don't have a problem, so to choose to have don't make you okay. You That's still right. have a problem. Right. So why we think that we justify. God said, who are you that judge somebody else's servant? But it is God that died for this person. You didn't die for them. So what give you the privilege and opportunity to judge them? He said, i tell you what you need to do. Judge yourself. Find out whether or not you're in the faith. It's in your Bible that God called you a hypocrite. He said, thy hypocrite. Why are you always judging people? Your opinion. I think this and I don't like this and this and that. God said, die hypocrite. Is that in the Bible? It's in there. What Pastor says, it's in there. It's in there. Stop judging people. Just stop judging people. Because you know what happens? You start judging people, you cripple yourself. What you believe in God for. You blocking your own blessing, your own deliverance, because you're too busy for fighting other people and gossiping, and criticizing, and talking about people all the time. When are you going to let up? When Jesus come? Oh, Lord. That'd be too late. What you say, brother? <laughs> say it now. It's too late. <laughs> he said, I, I'm your judge now. I was your savior when you was on earth, but now I'm your judge. I warn you over and over and over about judging and criticizing people. But you'd rather do that than look at your own life, look in your own background. We all have things in our closet that we need to get rid of. It's amazing that we're trying to clean somebody else's closet out. 